so I'm Reginald Kuakaru, and I am your host, and I'm the founder of Comedic Centered Living. And so I got my uh, so right now, Minis is uh, Akira is the uh, is the uh, is my uh, moderator right now. So uh, I'm I'm hoping that my other ones will show up. They'll see see the uh, live and then uh, come on over. So uh, so hopefully, all right. So uh, this will be a positive experience. So please be kind, to everyone in chat. And uh, if you're not, you will be bounced. So uh, we don't play with that. So this is always going to be a positive experience. So we always want to make it uplifting and positive. So uh, if you give, uh, if if something happens good that uh, we give value, uh, then please uh, prime the pump, uh, give back. Uh, it will be greatly appreciated. Uh, I also have a class, the African Mind Rewire, that'll teach you how to apply this African spiritual science. So this is not a history class. So don't don't come to the class expecting that you're going to get a history lesson. I know a lot of people say that they're going to teach something spiritual and then they end up it ends up being like a history lesson. That's not what I do. So so there are there is some history as a backdrop, but it's about applying this knowledge and applying metaphysical knowledge. So that's that's uh, that's what my class is about. So uh, if you sign up for it, you'll also get uh, access to my courses. So, uh, so you get access to everything in one place. Uh, and I also have a course, so African Spirituality Before Christianity, The Ultimate Guide, uh, and it'll break down the misconceptions about Christianity. And again, it's this is more than a history lesson. So there, there is some history in it. There's, there's a lot of good information in it, but it is, again, about practical application and teaching you practical application of these spiritual concepts so that you can live a better life. Okay, that's the whole idea. So, uh, so again, thank you for being here. I'm excited as always uh, to share with you and you share with me your questions uh, about anything comedic and uh, metaphysical. I'll do my best to answer. I don't have all the answers. If I don't know something, I am going to say I do not know. Uh, people ask me a lot of uh, political questions and stuff like that. I don't get into politics and stuff here. So uh, they ask me about my thoughts about certain things. I don't necessarily study and read everything that you read. So I, I do study and, and read a lot of stuff, but but my ideas are about how do I move you from a caged mind that was in uh, in Christianity and religion to a more spiritual uh, mind and expansive mind. People ask me, why don't I talk about other religions? Because I haven't experienced other religions. I talk about Christianity because that's where I that's what I grew up with. That's what I experienced. And my everything that I teach is from that perspective. So it's from the perspective of me being uh, a black male from the United States and my life experience with Christianity and my family, friends, relatives, everybody. OK, so that that's what I'm speaking about. I'm not trying to inform you about uh, Islam, Judaism, all of that stuff. It, that, that's not what I'm here for. That, that's not where my passion lies. My passion lies in uncaging minds from Christianity, the fear and, and everything that, that we were taught. OK, so so I don't get into Islam necessarily. I don't get into Judaism. So th that that's not what I do. So this is about my experience about uh, of Christianity 
and how I overcame a lot of these ideas. So so that that's what I'm talking to you about. Hey, Julie, glad you made it over. I'm sorry about the uh, the wrong link. So I had set it up the wrong way. So glad you made it. So glad you're here. Glad glad you're here. So uh, without further ado, so let's get going. So the question is on the table, okay? Does heaven and hell exist? Now, guys, I'm going to be doing this, and I'm going to be looking at my notes, so I, I won't necessarily see your questions until I can look up from my notes. Okay, so I'm so I'm going to be doing that first. Okay, um, so so what are the so does heaven and hell exist? What do the originators of the idea of eternal hell say about it? What does the Bible say about hell and heaven? And these are questions that we're going to talk about today. So this is a fact. So, so I'm going to give you facts. Also, uh, later, guys, I'm going to give you um, uh, the links, and I'll put those in the, uh, uh, in the, the video description. So the links and stuff that are the articles and stuff that I reference today, they'll be in the video description for you later so you can research yourself. So I don't ever want you to take my word for anything ever. I want you to check everything. I want you to be skeptical. I, now, I don't debate. I don't get into arguments. I'm going to present the information and you can go and I'm going to give you the information where you can go and you can look at it for yourself. OK. So so that that's what I'm looking at. So I'll give you that information. I'll give you the links uh, so you can go and look these up and you can check me. All right. You can check to see if I'm BSing you. All right. So that, that that's what it's about. All right. Uh, so traditionally, most of us that were Christian have been taught many things that are not biblical. OK, so so we got to separate two ideas here. So we have a tradition that Christianity has taught us in a lot of areas. But when it comes to actual biblical teachings, it is not, okay? And they strayed from a lot of that, from a lot, a lot of times. So the ideas of heaven and hell are traditions taught to us. And we've accepted those without question and on faith. But the facts are, that what we've been traditionally taught are not the truth, nor contained in the official documents of the original governing body of Christianity, which is the Catholic Church. Where, where if everybody, everybody in the world that is Christian has a lineage to link back to, to the Catholic Church from the beginning, because that's where Christianity started. Okay, so so again, traditions and the actual, what is actually written and taught in the Bible are two different things, okay? And, you, and we'll see that today. So Christianity has traditionally taught that hell is an eternal place of fiery torment for souls, okay? That's what they have taught. But that in actuality does not exist. And not only that, the Catholic Church in their official catechism says that hell is not a place. Okay. So where did the idea of hell originate? And I'm, I'm uh, giving you a quote from a book 
called the teachings of Jesus or the teaching of Jesus. And this and this by the author Samuel G. Dawson. And he says, the advocacy of hell came primarily on the scene with Augustine. So St. Augustine, which was one of the popes. In no other respect did Augustine differ more widely from Origen, which was another Christian father, and the Alexandrians, which were the, was the Eastern church, than his intolerant spirit. Even Tertullian conceded to all the right of opinion. Okay, so hell, hell came about through uh, St. Augustine. So one of the popes, St. Augustine. So the Ch Catholic Church, where did they get this idea that we got of hell today, of a, of a, a place of, of uh, damnation and, and eternal torment? Where did that idea first come about? And the Catholic Church got this idea from the Italian poet named Dante Alighieri, okay, from his poem called The Inferno, where he describes different levels of hell. So in other words, he made it up. He came up with this idea, and the Catholic Church just basically said, hmm, that's pretty good. We can scare the hell out of people here, you know, or scare the hell into people, okay? And then they use this idea and put it into place for the traditional way that they have taught us about hell. Okay. So they took it. So this guy came up with an idea, Dante Alighieri, in his poem called The Inferno. And the Catholic Church basically took that, those ideas and came up with their uh, Christian doctrines about hell. But again, it's tradition, it's not biblical. OK, you can check this for yourself. But the official church documents, the Bible and the catechism and the catechism is is uh, in book form, the beliefs of the Catholic faithful. And uh, and they the Bible and the catechism tell us two different stories about from tradition, what we've traditionally been taught and then what actually is. OK, so now get this. Two of the last three popes have said that hell is not a place. I'll repeat that. Two of the last three have said that hell is not a place. They seem to want to tell the truth, but then they had to backtrack because the organization, the Catholic organization of the Catholic Church had to put out an official word that basically said, oh, no, 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 they didn't mean that. They, they didn't mean to say that. And they made them backtrack on those statements, okay? So John Paul II in 1999 and Pope Francis in 2018 basically said that hell is not a place. It doesn't exist. So the hellfire and, and damnation doesn't exist. And uh, in 1999, the New York Times wrote an article, and I'll and I'll put this link in the uh, in the video description later. But the Catholic Church, uh, uh, the New York Times wrote an article in September the 18th, 1999, says hell is getting a makeover. So Catholic Jesuits call it pain, a painful state, but not so furious. Okay. So in that article. Pope John Paul II says, or he defines hell as a freely chosen consequence of refusing to love God, okay? 
So it was a freely chosen consequence. But he basically said that it was not a place, and, and, we'll, and we'll look at this in the catechism, but it's not a place, it's a state of mind, okay? Now, more recently, in 2018, Pope Francis, there's an article that came out that says, uh, the Vatican scrambles to clarify the Pope's denial that hell exists. So the Vatican, again, has to come and scramble. The Pope says something, and the Vatican is like, oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not what he meant. This is what he meant, okay? So they had to change it. But this guy that, who is an atheist was sitting down with the Pope, and he was a reporter, and he asked, he asked this is what he said. So this is what, what part of the article says. It says, during the meeting, Scalfari, which is an Italian uh, uh, journalist, asked the Pope, where do bad souls go? To which he was quoted as responding, they are not punished. So this is the Pope speaking. Those who repent obtain God's forgiveness and take their place among the ranks of those who contemplate him. But those who do not repent and cannot be forgiven disappear. A hell doesn't exist. This is the Pope saying this. The disappearance of sinning souls exists. Okay, so in other words, he's just saying, poof, you're gone. You, you know, once you die, poof, you're gone. All right. But no hell, no place of eternal damnation. The Vatican, again, they had to backtrack and they had to go back and say, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. This, that's not what happened. Okay? That's not what he really meant. OK, so they had to backtrack on this statement. So. Now, looking at the next, the catechism. Okay, so this is, again, this is the official word and beliefs of the Catholic Church, which, again, if you are Christian, your lineage is from the Catholic Church. So you, you don't, uh, you, you're not Christian and, and, not, and have not accepted ideas that were first put forth by, by the Catholic Church. Okay, so, so, uh, so this is where uh, the Catholic Church, so this is the catechism. And this is what the official word says, okay? It says, we cannot be united with God unless we freely choose to love him. But we cannot love God if we sin gravely against him, against our neighbor, or against ourselves. He who, do, who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Our Lord warns us that we shall be separated from him if we fail to meet the serious needs of the poor and the little ones who are his brethren. To die in immortal, in, to die in mortal sin without repenting and accepting God's merciful love means remaining separated from him forever by our own free choice. This state, I repeat, this state of definitive self-exclusion from communion with God and the blessed is called hell. 
They said this state, not this place. This is the official word that's in the catechism. And again, I'll put a link to it in, in the video description later. But I'll read that last line again. This state of definitive self-exclusion from communion with God and the blessed is called hell. So the official word is that hell is not a place, but a state of mind, which is where you separate from God, okay, is their official word. So back to the book, The Teachings of Jesus, okay? He says, belief about hell is based on ignorance. It is not biblical. So if you've accepted the traditional teachings, you are afraid that you are going to die and go to a place where you are going to burn forever. If you've accepted the traditional teachings, but they're not the official teachings, okay? So, and I guess on some level, the traditional teachings have become official because everybody just accepts it. But that's not what was originally taught, okay? So in his book, he says, the teaching of Jesus, he says, most of what we believe about hell comes from Catholicism and ignorance of the Old Testament, not from the Bible. I now believe that hell is the invention of Roman Catholicism. And surprisingly, most, if not all, of our popular concepts of hell can be found in the writings of Roman Catholic writers like the Italian poet Dante Alighieri from 1265, who lived from 1265 to 1321. And he's the author of Dante's Inferno. Okay, again, that's the poem that I referenced earlier. But he was saying again that the ideas about hell comes from this guy's idea of, of what he came up in his mind. He conjured up something in his sick mind that everybody has accepted and the church has used to scare people for centuries, okay? For centuries, they've used this idea of hell. Yet, they, in the official word and records of the church, hell does not exist. It only exists in our minds, okay? That's the truth about the matter, okay? So again, I'll put these links so you can research it and look it up for yourself, okay? If you are afraid or have ever been afraid that you're going to die and go to hell, it's made up and it's a program for you to accept, okay? The other part of that is so many people believe that there must be punishment for individuals that do something bad, that there has to be a hell or a reckoning for them. There has to be. So that's the other reason that people want to accept the idea that hell exists, okay? Because they have to believe that some way, somehow, people are going to be punished. All right. But that's not again, that's not the original teachings. All right. Now, what about this place called heaven? So the opposite. So we got hell and we got heaven. Well, the idea of heaven, again, is not as traditional, but it's not the official teachings. 
So traditionally, we've been taught that heaven is this place you go to to sit at the feet of God. It's a land of milk and honey with streets paved with gold. You know, OK, so that that's stuff that I was told in my church. OK, and I know a lot of people have had the same idea that, that they in, in put in them that this was where, where it was. But even the Bible doesn't say that heaven is a place. The, the Bible that that we have been taught in a certain way doesn't state that heaven is somewhere you go when you die. Okay, so look up the look up the scriptures or scriptures, Luke chapter seventeen, verse twenty and twenty one. Okay, and this is what this what this in the King James version states it. Okay, plainly. So verse twenty says, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come. He answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh with not with observation. OK, in other words, you can't see it. You, the kingdom of God does not come when you when you can't see it up there in the sky somewhere. OK. Neither shall they say low here. In other words, hey, there it is. Oh, no, there it is. So no low here or low there for behold. The kingdom of God is within you. So in other words, you can't point to heaven anywhere. That that's, Heaven is not a place out there somewhere you go to when you die. Even the Bible say, is saying that, tells you that. But you will not hear that scripture quoted in a church. I, I'll guarantee you. And why won't you hear that quoted in a church? Because it takes away a control mechanism. You can't, you, you're waiting to get your reward. That's how, how my slave ancestors were taught. Don't worry about you getting the hell beat out of you and, and you being mauled, raped, brutalized for centuries. Don't worry about that. You're going to get your reward when you die. You're going to go to heaven when you die. Okay. It's a bunch of crap. So the true teachings about heaven is that it is a place within you. The same thing for hell. Okay. So the, the ancient Africans, what did they say about hell? So the ancient Africans will talk about hell as a place with uh, metaphorical monsters. But these were ideas that were about uh, about energy and how it disperses and stuff like that. So they're teaching you metaphysical ideas through metaphors. But hell is not a place. It's even more for them. It was like an obstacle course that you had to maneuver through, but it wasn't an eternal place. So we get the hell, the concept of hell from the Greek Gnostics, which were students of the ancient Egyptian priests, and their understanding of ancient African concepts became the foundation of what became Christianity. Okay, so the Greek term for hell is Hades, which is the underworld ruled by the god Hades. Okay, because of our Christian orientation, 
we believe that the underworld is somewhere different than earth. But what is the underworld or Hades, according to the Greeks? So in other words, what was the original teachings about the underworld? Well, in reality, the way that they looked at it, the underworld is earth. So you're in the underworld right now. And the reason that is, is because it is from the perspective of a soul that had to descend into matter, being born into a body, into matter, into the underworld. So when the soul descends and comes down into the body, from the perspective of the soul, you are now in the underworld, okay? So it is the earth. So Hades, the underworld, hell, is where you are right now. And officially, hell is a state of mind. And I've already seen black people come in and black, black people are in hell right now. Yes. If your idea is life is miserable, terrible, this is a terrible place to be for a black person, you are in hell in here. Plain and simple. That's the truth of the matter. But these places that we have been taught to be afraid of and have controlled our spiritual lives do not exist except in here as states of mind. You have the power to change your state of mind, okay? So the underworld is earth. So the true teachings from the perspective, and even if you start to look at the Bible from an esoteric perspective, the idea of Jesus is actually talking about the journey of a soul. The idea of the death on the cross, is actually the elements needed for a soul to, in, to incarnate on this planet in matter. It wasn't being, it wasn't him dying as on the cross as a sacrifice for your sins, for your salvation. Even the idea of salvation has been twisted by Christianity because originally salvation meant that you gain the ability to live and reincarnate another time. It wasn't saving you from, the, from their imaginary hell. Okay? So the official word, again, from the church from the Catholic Church, is that heaven and hell are states of mind, not places. Their own documents stated. You just have to know where to look. I just told you where to look. And you can go in and you can check it yourself. So... 
if you are of the mindset. So thank you for that gift, Stephen. So Stephen gave $50. Thank you very much. I definitely appreciate that. So if, if you are of the mindset that hell is needed for justice, hell is needed for the bad people, hell is needed to basically keep people under control because if, if there is no hell, then everybody's just going to go and do what the hell they want to do. That, that's the way a lot of people think. You, you're living in such a fearful state that you think only the fear of something can control the individual. That, that's where your mindset is. Okay? So that's, that's got to be a shift in you. Okay? So... Again, uh, so the uh, I'll put the links again. I'll put them into the uh, the uh, video description. So later, so you can look those up for later. And uh, let's see. Aten Ia says, "Hell comes from hell." A Germanic the underworld without punishment. Other stuff was added onto by Rome to uh, fear and control the population. Okay, all right. So uh, so that's it. So. So that's the idea, guys. So that's where, uh, so the idea of hell and heaven, these ideas were basically put in place by people that wanted to control others, control you mentally and spiritually, all right? But, but as places, they do not exist. And you have to even look at how the ancients taught was that there was a correspondence. And a correspondence means that there's an equal uh, equal expression, okay? Of as above, so below, okay? So in other words, everything that was, that is in the heavens or in the metaphysical world, there is a correspondence of it on some level symbolically in our world, in the, in the physical world. So if something does not exist in our physical world, we can say that it doesn't exist in the metaphysical world. So hell doesn't exist on our earth anywhere. Except maybe if you've been in Texas in July and August, you might think a little bit differently. I mean, it's, it's hot as hell, but, <laughs> but, but really and truly, there is no corresponding phenomenon in our physical world that would equate in the metaphysical world to a hell. Nothing like it. If it doesn't exist in our plane of existence, it doesn't exist in the metaphysical world either or, or the world of the soul because you cannot have something that exists here that doesn't exist in the metaphysical world. There is a correspondence of it. Our physical bodies, it's, it's like a, a, it's the idea of a hologram, that everything, the, every part of the universe exists within us. So the place called hell does not exist, but the state of mind does. Okay. So that, that's, where, that's where you have to, again, you have to understand 
that these ideas have been taught to us traditionally for centuries. But it's nothing but a control mechanism to keep you locked in fear and low in a low vibrational existence. Nothing. Keep you in fear and keep you locked up because there are seven, certain of knowledge and information that you cannot even access if you're not in a certain state of mind, if you're not at a certain frequency vibrationally. You can't even access the knowledge, okay? The higher knowledge and the higher realms. And until you're able to reach those vibrational states, you're locked into your reality. You're locked into what you see in front of you every day. And if you live a world, live in a world that your perspective that is horrible, is terrible, is blah, 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 and that's what you focus on, that's what your world, that's your hell. And you do live in it every day. Every single day. But that's your choice. So the deeper teachings are that you have the ability to create your reality. You have the ability to change things that you want to change. As a god or goddess, as an aspect of the creator in human form, as a seed of God that is within you, you have the ability to evolve consciously. And if you're locked in fear, anger, hate, all of these negative emotions, you will not evolve. You'll stay in the victim's mentality and a victim's mode. Okay? So that that's that's where it's coming from. So that that's the end of it. So uh, so there we go. See uh, uh, so, uh, Dion Fawcett asks, uh, Mr. Reginald, do you know where the idea of the mark of the beast originated, uh, and 666, uh, being the devil's number? No, that's, that's not, I've heard a lot of people talk about that, uh, but, but it's not something that I've, that I've looked up. So, uh, where that, where that is. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, okay. So that, that's it for me. So if you guys, if you guys got questions or statements or whatever, uh, yeah. So, uh, Julie says, smash that like button. Please do. Please do smash the like button. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, again, if you've get, been given something, uh, of worth, uh, then please prime the pump. If you don't know what prime the pump is, then, uh, you need to go to one, to go to the video that talks about prime the pump. Uh, why am I broke or, uh, or how can I make more money in my life? So that'll give you an idea of what prime the pump is. So, uh, let's see. All right, so let's see, let's see. And let's see. Uh, let's see. Dion says, I uh, just found this channel two weeks ago. I joined the class. It's awesome and it's life changing. And yes, thank you, Dion, for stating that. And and guys, this is the truth. So I'm and 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 I know it's my class, and, and I'm not trying to brag, but the truth of the matter is. If you go through the stuff the first month of my class, your life will never be the same. It, it can't be. If you go through and you apply the knowledge, you do the experiments, 
your life will never be the same. It, it is going to change, plain and simple. And it's going to change for the positive and you will be more empowered. Now, if you go through the first month and you just read it and you just gathering information, you probably things are going to stay the same for you. But you cannot go through that first month of my class and remain the same as you are or as the same as you were before you came. It won't happen. Your life is going to be forever changed and you're going to be forever empowered. Plain and simple. Uh, let's see. All right. All right. All right. Let's see. Okay. Okay. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, so brother, what is your, uh, Jocelyn sees is what is your, uh, take on NDEs or near death experiences of those that have seen heaven and hell? Uh, is it LSD or just subconscious of the mind or just plain lies to get money? No, Jocelyn, that's a, that's a really good question. And thank you for asking that. So there are literally, there are people who have had near death experiences that say that they are, uh, that they went to hell. Okay, and those those who say that they went to heaven, but understand a near death experience. If you have been taught heaven and hell all your life, and that's your only perspective, what do you call the places that scare the shit out of you when you go to when you die and come back? What what would you call that place? What name would you give it? If all you know is heaven or hell, and hell was a scary place for you when you lived, what would you call it? What would you name it? And this is what you have to understand about Christianity, that it invades every essence of who you are, and it makes you call everything. It connects you to the ideas of Christianity. If you see a being outside of your physical existence, that's glowing, that's light, what are you going to call it? Are you going to name it something other than Jesus? Okay, so, so when you have these NDEs, your idea and what you have been trained to think and believe is still a filter. In other words, you can't think of something that you've never thought about. You can't express ideas through this brain, you can't express an idea that you've never heard of, you've never thought about, you've never experienced. You cannot do it. It's impossible. Right now, everybody, think of something that you've never thought about. You, you can't do it. It's, it's impossible. So if, if your whole field, your whole life, you've been taught to think one specific way about metaphysical or above the physical, beyond the physical experience, you can only label it based on what you know, plain and simple. And people who believe and have been taught Christianity is going to label everything in the context of Christianity every time. They, 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 can't, they can't do it any other way. It can't happen any other way. You don't know anything else. Okay? So that, that's a good question, Jocelyn. Good question. Uh, let's see. Oops, that jumped like real quick. Uh, 
Let's see. The esoteric meaning of gnashing of teeth. Made up BS. It's made up BS. So that's, uh, let's see. Rye Bass Boy asked that. And thank you for that gift. So the esoteric meaning of gnashing of teeth, that's just, it, it's, as a soul, you don't have teeth. You're not physical. Think about it. Okay. Analyze these ideas. You're, you're an energetic form. You're not going to have teeth. You don't even need food. So what are you going to need teeth for? Okay. So just, just think about that. So that, that's another way to look at it. So Alicia Usher, thank you. She says, you are amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you for that gift, Alicia. $20. I definitely appreciate it. Okay. And uh, Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson says, thank you, my brother. Thanks for the class. My life has been changed tremendously. Robert Johnson, I definitely appreciate that, brother. And Robert is always, Robert gives some good scriptures and stuff. So I know you have some church background in you, don't you, Robert? So, uh, so you got to, because I know you've been giving some good scriptures and connecting the dots. So he, I, I see the light bulbs that when he's commenting uh, on the on those uh, class uh, units, uh, he, he's making those he's connecting those dots. And, and that's what the class is going to do. It's going to raise your level of thinking and, and your level of, uh, of evolution. OK, plain and simple. Uh, let's see. And Barbara West says, I must join the class. Yes, Barbara, come on in. Join the class. It's all good. All good. Let's see. And Chap Key says, thank you for your teaching. You're most welcome. Uh, let's see. Going, going on, going on, going on. Uh, uh, okay, I'm just trying to trying to catch up here, guys. So let's see. So Dom says, how does one raise their level of awareness so that they may to this esoteric information you were referring to earlier? You you do it by studying. So so you you find the information and you study it and, and you're going to raise your level of awareness. And this is the thing that you have to understand, guys, is there is a lot of times there's going to be information that you do not resonate with. And when I say resonate, I mean that you're that that it's it's on your frequency. You don't you you don't believe it's so it's not about believing because a lot of times this information is really about your intuitive knowing. Your soul knows. Your soul knows this knowledge and this information at the deepest, most intimate levels within you. And you're going to feel the truth. Nobody can tell it to you. And when you feel it, you just know you it, it's, you don't even question it. But what's happened through Christianity is that idea has been filtered out of you. You're, you're told not to lean on your own understanding. OK, so I, your your intuitive knowledge and your intuitive way of being has been educated out of you to where you have to think rationally and you have to believe something. But when you really get deeper into this knowledge, it's about what you feel because your subjective experience is the most relevant experience in the universe. There, there is no more relevant experience than your inner subjective experience. OK. And you have to trust yourself enough. To accept your inner guidance. And it does come down to trust. But if you don't believe in yourself, 
or you've been taught that you're a sinner. You've been taught you're nothing without God. You've been taught that you just fall short of the glory of God because you're human. You, all of these teachings are to disconnect you from your own higher self. That's what they do. So I don't, it's not that I, I don't dislike Christianity and, and I'm not necessarily teaching against, against Christianity because again, there are nuggets in the Bible that are relevant and can be relevant to you. But you have to look at them through different eyes. You cannot look at them through the way that you've been taught and the, eso, the exoteric way that you've been taught the Bible. You cannot look at it that way because it was never written to be understood exoterically. It was never written that way. But that's what we've been taught. Okay. So, so understand that. Understand that. That 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 this that you have to be able to intuitively assess information, this type of information, because there is some of it you will not resonate with because the level of thinking that you're on already. It, it just won't resonate with, but as you grow and elevate, the knowledge will come, the, 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 you'll get more familiar with different ideas. Okay. So th this is, this is some amazing stuff. Some amazing stuff. Let's see. Uh, Esoterica gave $50. Woo -hoo! Thank you. She says, thank you for all your empowering teaching. It's been liberating and transformative for my life. Thank you, Esoterica. No, and, and, and I know, and, and it, it was for me as well. So again, this guys, I'm talking about, I'm talking to you about stuff through my experience, through coming through my experience as a Christian, all right? So there, there is so much of this that I, I know what I've experienced when I was a Christian, and I know how freeing that it is now on so many levels, you know? And, and man, this, this people who want to hold on to the ideas of heaven and hell, man, you, you, it's so limiting. It is so limiting. Ambie, you gave $5. Thank you, brother. So thank you. Thank you very much, Ambie. I really appreciate that. Uh, uh, yeah, so Barbara West says, my heart is leaping inside of me. Just by hearing this little bit of information, it's like it knows it's right. It's possible to join today. Yes, it's possible to join today. You go to uh, beyond the www.beyondthephysical.me. So that, that's where you will go to, uh, to join. Okay. But yeah, so this, this information, again, you, it's, guys, it takes courage to be spiritual. It, it really does. With religion, all you got to do is follow the leader. All you got to do is do what you say, do what other people say. And in a lot of instances, even when it goes against your own spirit, you will accept something from religion. And they teach you to do that all the time. It, all the time is us against them in religion. If somebody is gay or from the LBGTQ community, it's us against them. You, you find ways to separate yourself from humanity. 
white people were supposed to be uh, are supposed to be the 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 chosen ones or, or all of this stuff against black people. Black people against white. It's it's religion will make you go against your own inner wisdom and your own inner being. A lot of those dogmatic teachings, a lot of the traditional teachings that are not even biblical. And if you follow those types of thought processes, you, you are accepting the teachings of Paul, not Jesus. Most Christians today are Paulinians, not Christians. Because the teachings of Jesus, there is a lot of truth because they are from, esoterically, they are from the ancient Egyptian teachings. The words of Jesus, if you look underneath, esoterically, they're going to have some truths. But it is in the Paulinian teachings that women are subjugated. Women are said to be, uh, are made to be subservient. A lot of those teachings that those ideas come from Paulinian teachings, not the teachings that, that are ascribed to Jesus in the Bible. Plain and simple, plain and simple. Uh, let's see. Okay, I'm trying, I'm trying to catch up. Can, 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 uh, okay, uh, Deborah Rose, I see you uh, saying something. What's your, what was your question? So, so come back. I'm, I'm way behind now. So, okay, I'm, I'm caught up, Deborah Rose. So, ask your question. So, I always, I always want to get my family's questions. So, Deborah Rose is, is in my class family. So, Abina says, uh, Malakia says, uh, you're speaking the truth. Thank you, sister. Thank you. So, go ahead and ask that question, Deborah Rose. I'm, I'm caught up. I'm at the bottom now. Uh, Let's see. Cheryl Rogers says, study to show yourself approved. Yes, that, that's that's uh, a biblical scripture. And uh, a lot of people don't study anything. Yes, Pearl Henry says, and they say God doesn't want you to know uh, when they can't answer something. That's very true. Very true. Uh, Rod Wiggins, thank you. That's $10. Martha Herrick's 100 Dang, Martha gave $100. Woo! Mercy's sakes. Thank you, Martha. Ooh, my goodness. Martha's like blowing it out. Woo. Man. Let's see. And then Rod Wiggins gave 10. So thank you very much. I definitely appreciate that, guys. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Okay, Deborah, I'm waiting on that question. Waiting on that question. Let's see. And uh, and I'll read my aunt, Julie, and Minas Optara. Thank you very much. Moderating today, I definitely appreciate it. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. All right, coming back, coming back, coming back. Let's see. Uh, okay, Deborah Rose, I see you said something about it. it's meant to be the hall. So Heru gets the heart weighed in the hall of my eye. Okay, and uh, so so that that's a scene. That I know that's in in, in ancient Egypt uh, is supposed to be the scene of, of the Hall of Judgment, but understand that in in Egyptian teachings, judgment is not like what we've been taught. That it's judgment of whether you did good or bad or or whatever. So so that's what we think of when when we hear that word judgment. 
It's more like discernment, okay? And as a soul, the judgment is, again, it's not whether you did good or bad. It's did you live your life and did you uh, achieve the goals that you set as a soul? Did you achieve your soul contracts? Did you achieve your goals? That's what that judgment is being asked, okay? And you have the heart, which is the mediator between the metaphysical world and our physical world. The heart, that's where our emotions are, okay? The heart has more power in us than the, than the brain, okay? The Egyptians tossed the brain away, but they saved the heart, okay? But, but the idea is, is that did you live life lighthearted because the heart is weighed against the feather? So one level, on one level, is did you live life lighthearted? Okay. There's another piece to that that's like a plum uh, 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 on the side where the feather is. It, it's, it's called a, it's, it's what we would call a plum, but it's like a little weight in that, in that same scene. Check it out. But that weight is called, uh, the, the, the comedic name for it is called tech. Okay. T-E-T-E-K. I think it's T-E-K-H. I, I think it is. It's, it's spelled tech. <clears throat> That's a very important little known idea. And tech is like, uh, did you, did you get enough of, everything that you were supposed to get while you were on earth. Did you, it's, it's, it's linked to saturation, okay? Were, were you saturated in physical life with everything that you were supposed to get out of it, okay? Did you absorb life, okay? If you did not, then you're gonna come back for, you're gonna re-up to another life, okay? So look for that. Yeah, Deborah Rose, look for that little plum. And, and that's that's part of, people don't know that part. But it's about saturation. It's about did you get enough? And it's connected to set. So you've heard the I heard the word people call themselves Sutech. That name Sutech, that's where that's connected to. Did you get enough? So, so set being opposition, okay? Did you fulfill everything? Did you get enough while you were in this life? So that, that's the thing, okay? So some very, the, the symbolic language in it is so rich and you know, people, people only know the little parts and they miss a whole lot of it, okay? Uh, let's see, yes, did you absorb life? Yes. Absolutely. Arimai says life is a mirror of self. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's see. Who's that? So Kay Hudson gave $20. Thank you, Kay Hudson. Most definitely appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, let's see. She thinks for sure. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm back. I'm back uh, at the bottom now. So guys, things are moving really fast. So now this is another another time when uh, you give a little bit, I'll see your question and I'll get to it. So when it gets to moving so fast, I can't see all the questions. So that's another way you can use the uh, the super chat. 
you know, so just give and and I'll and your question will be highlighted and pinned to the top of the window and I can go up there and look at it. Uh, let's see. Servants. Uh, uh, see, Samuel Gray gave $14.99. Thank you. It says Mima Wo Aha. I guess that's another language there. So I, I don't know what that means. But thank you, Samuel Gray. And Seven Son gave 33.33. I love that number. That's a huge number for me. So thank you. Uh, say, so see, when you make your thought and emotion become one, Gospel of Thomas explained uh, by Greg Braden, manifestation happens in the quantum field. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the Gospel of Thomas. Guys, if y'all want to read a, an ancient text, and it was one of the texts that they didn't want to let into the Bible as a, as a canon, the Gospel of Thomas is deep. It, it really is. So everything that is Egyptian and that was taught as truth uh, is in the Gospel of Thomas. There's a uh, there's a book by Elaine Pagels called uh, Beyond Belief that uh, shows that the Gospel of, that the Gospel of John that is in in the Bible was written as a uh, let's see how it, it was written as a rebuttal in a way to the Gospel of Thomas. But they put that book in the Bible, the Gospel of Thomas. They did. There is a scripture in the Gospel of Thomas says that Jesus says, "Wherever you look, look for me. If you look for me, even under a rock, you will find me." Meaning that Jesus is an aspect of everything. Christ is an aspect of everything. They wouldn't want that. Want that uh, in the uh, in in the Bible. It goes against their teachings. Uh, see, Jessica says, why do I keep seeing numbers like 1111 and 111? Uh, those are those are synchronistic messages to you, Jessica. So but you got to figure out what those messages mean. So you got to got to think when you see those numbers, what were you thinking right before you saw those numbers? OK, uh, what was your what was your train of thought? So it's usually going to be confirming something for you. OK. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Venus Black, uh, the Book of Enoch. I actually, I just, I recently bought that, and and I'm going to be looking at it, but it's not something that I've read. So I, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. So I'm curious about it. So I'll be looking at it. So I just recently bought some uh, some of the Gnostic writings, and and uh, so I'll be looking into those. Uh, let's see. The uh, Bible does not teach about Christ. It's just hidden like the ancient mystery schools, Buddha in the gospel, Hinduism. Yep, yep, I agree with that, Aisha. Uh, so the Bible does not teach about Christ consciousness. So definitely agree with that. Uh, see, uh, the Druids. Uh, no, Nathan, no, nothing on the Druids and the Celtics. Uh, so I know some of their symbolism uh, is, is ancient symbolism, but uh, but no, I don't. I don't study other religions because, again, this is for me. This is about connecting people to the ancient African concepts. Okay, that's what it means for me. Now, anybody that's ever been Christian is going to help you. But from my experience and from my perspective, it's about connecting the ancient ideas and alleviating us from the dogmatic ideas of religion. Okay. Uh, let's see. 
let's see. Let's see. The Passover. Uh, see, is the Passover a tradition? Uh, no, that that's actually a ancient, and I did a video on that uh, just recently, talking talking a little bit about the Passover and um, and what do you call uh, Easter. <clears throat> so I just did one on on that. So uh, check that out. So and it'll talk about the Passovers actually has some astrological connections. Okay. Uh, let's see. Samuel Gray, uh, 19K says, have you noticed the parallel between some Native American religions and African religions? Yes, absolutely, uh, Samuel Gray. There, there is a lot of connections because they're expressing spiritual truths. And a lot of times the best way to express them uh, in analogies, you're going to see connections symbolically. So absolutely, yes. And and I would say that the a lot of the African there you're going to find because the foundation like of Buddhism, Hinduism is is African spirituality. OK, and that's simply because that's where humanity started. And once they started to leave Africa, they took their spirituality with them. But as they moved into different areas, of course, they use other symbols to express these ideas. But the foundation of them is is from Africa. So uh, Insight to Insight says, keep the knowledge coming. Will do. Will do. Thank you very much. And Insight to Insight gave 11.11. So that's that's another another uh, uh, synchronicity. So thank you for that. Most definitely. Uh, and Christina O, uh, what are your thoughts about eating meat? I love it. I, I, eat, I eat the hell out of some steak. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not big into this idea that uh, that you should be a vegetarian and stuff like that. I just I, I enjoy meat. And like I say, if I, when I die, I'm going to slide in to, to just say if it was going to heaven, I'm going to slide in. I'm going to go. Woo! what a ride. So I'm going to enjoy everything I can. That means a steak. I like to get a steak every now and then and, and, and have it. So. So meat. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a meat eater. I'm a meatitarian. <laughs> Let's see, I make up shit. <laughs> but that's just me. That's just me. Uh, let's see. Uh, yep, yep, yep. All origins do. Let's see. Okay, so uh, still have resentment and want some people to go to hell. I've forgiven, but what else can I do? <laughs> so Laura, lovely Laura says she wants some people to go to hell, damn it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pissed. I want them to go to hell. So she's like, that's going to make me mad they don't get there. <laughs> So I understand, lovely Laura. I do. I, I get that. Let's see. Uh, do you read the Quran? No, Nathan, I, I don't read the Quran. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 Rima says, you're hilarious, T.T. Hey, this, this, is supposed, this journey is supposed to be fun, guys. You're supposed to be living it. So many people get into this idea. It's like, uh, you don't know. Uh, I'm supposed to be like living life like this, you know? Like, hell no, man. Go have some fun. Do your thing. You're going to mess up. You're going to you're gonna mess stuff up. Learn from it when you do. Make some mistakes. And then you go, oh, shit, I don't like that. 
<laughs> so let me do something else. Guys, that's what this life is supposed to do for you. you you're not supposed to be afraid like, oh, no, I don't want to go and do that because, you know, I, I might go to hell. No. You create your You're living in hell if you're afraid to live. You know, so make some mistakes, man. Do it. Blue Sky gave $10. Thank you very much, Blue Sky. I appreciate that. Yes, yeah, Cheryl Rogers. Learning should be fun. Life should be fun. And I see so many people talking about how they, they just hate life. They don't, they're not supposed to be on this planet. That's not true. You're here. And you're here because your soul desired to be here. There's something for you. Go have some fun. Shit, eat some steaks. Hell, go eat some covered uh, chocolate-covered uh, roaches or something. I don't know. I, I don't want none, but, you know. Well, now I'm, I, if somebody tells me it tastes good, I might try something every now and then. But, shit, that's because I want to experience. If, if I go to a country, a new country, I'm not going to order a hamburger. I'm going to find what they eat in there, and I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to try that. What's what what is it that you're eating here? Let me try so I can at least say I experienced it. So no, don't 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 try to give me all these limitations. Let's see. Woo, Pearl Henry says I would be rich if I could get a refund from all the money I gave to the church. Woo, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And a lot of people feel like that. A lot of people feel like that. Let's see. According to laws. Let's see. Uh, Cabello's Nagat. I can't even say that. So y'all be giving me all these names. Uh, Cabello. I'll just say the first name. Ask, uh, brother, do you live according to the laws of my eye? No. I, I, I've heard these laws, but the, the laws that I've heard and the way that I, stay, I heard them stated, they do not coincide with anything that I know metaphysically. Because they're, they're the negative confessions of my eye. And the universe does not respond to negative. It only responds to what you focus on. So I did not do this. I did not do that. I don't live this way. I don't blah, blah, blah. That's what the negative confessions of my eye are. That's what those statements say. But the universe doesn't hear, I did not. The universe doesn't hear the negative. It doesn't respond to the negative. It responds to what you focused on. Also, if you're saying I did not kill my brother or I did not do this, I did. All the universe is going to hear is what whatever it was after not that you were focused on. That's what the universe is going to is going to hear. So I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily live by those laws. But do I live, try to live my life in a balanced way? Absolutely, positively. But I am human. I am not afraid to be human. I am not afraid to make mistakes. I don't live in other people's boxes. If you're going to try to tell me how to live my life, I'm going to say, fuck you, and I'm going to keep moving. This is my life. I expect the same from you. If I'm trying to tell, I'm not trying to tell anybody here how they should live their life. I'm giving you some suggestions. But I'm going to do me. 
I'm going to do me and I'm going to live life on my terms and nobody else's. And I like living life that way on my terms. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Uh, let's see. Uh, ni says the truth shall set you, set you free. Absolutely. Thank you for that $20 gift. Nia, I really appreciate it. It's not the way you feel. It's about what the Holy Spirit says or something. Yeah, I say DT Lord says, I told my dad who was a pastor that uh, I feel a certain, I feel certain things. He said, it's not the way you feel. It's about the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit says. And I'm going to disagree with that 100%. And even the Bible is going to tell you that it is about the way you feel. If y'all have not, if y'all have not looked at my video, um, if I don't pray to Jesus, who do I pray to? I break that down and I break that feeling. I break it down. And I use the biblical scriptures in the story of, uh, of Isaac, uh, Esau and Jacob. OK. And I break that story down esoterically. And the universe responds not to your words, not to the ritual. The universe responds to what you feel, your vibration, your frequency. OK. When you say I am. Whatever you put after I am, that's what the universe is responding to. Because that's what you believe yourself to be or you believe about yourself. OK, so it's it's all about what you feel vibrationally on a frequency. That's that's everything. The universe is organized by vibration and frequency. In order for you to attract the things that you want in your life, you have to resonate with it. If you don't resonate, you cannot attract it. That, that's a huge key to understand. If you don't resonate with the things that you want, then you got to figure out how do you eliminate or rectify those ideas thoughts, beliefs that are keeping you from resonating with it. Money is a huge one. As black people, we're taught making money is hard. It's hard to come by. You should have to, basically, you should have to slave for your money. You should, the struggle is real. We're taught all of these things and then wonder why we are broke. Over 400 million Africans of the African diaspora worldwide live in poverty. There's a reason for that. And if you resonate with poverty, guess what? That's what you're going to be. If you hold on tight to every dollar you have and you don't understand the idea of priming the pump, you are going to remain broke. It's universal law. So when I'm saying prime the pump, guys, I, I know it seems like I'm 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 being self. It's about self interest, but it's not. Even if you don't give to me, if somebody gives you something of value, reward them. It, it doesn't have to be me. Prime the pump. <clears throat> if I go to a good steak restaurant, 
And the waiter really experienced, I'll give them a 100% tip. That's my way of priming the pump. I give to them willingly with gratitude. Thank you for your service. If my bill is $50, I'll give them a $50 tip. If my bill is $80, I'll give them an $80 tip because I want them to know that, hey, I really appreciate your service to me. And I appreciate it and I give it with gratitude because I understand what I give will circulate back. What I give with gratitude will circulate back to me. That's priming the pump. And if you don't understand that, you will be broke. If you think poverty, if you think holding on to your money, if you think not giving, I shouldn't pay for it. Prime the pump by paying a little bit extra for something that you normally would skimp on. Give to that business a little bit extra. On something that, in other words, you pay you pay a higher price. Uh, you buy something that's a little bit higher price than you normally get than you normally buy, and then you give you're giving to that business. You're helping them keep their doors open. Do it gratefully, with gratitude, and you're priming the pump. But if you're pinching every penny, you're thinking in poverty. You're thinking poverty mentality. You are priming the pump for poverty. That's what you go. What you put out is what you get back. That is the number one law of the universe. If you put out poverty mentality, guess what you get back? So that's what priming the pump is about. Okay. Uh, let's see. See. So Deborah Rose said, people join the class. It's mega. Thank you, Deborah Rose. Deborah Rose is one of my leaders in the class. I really appreciate her. Her and Julie is one of my leaders. So I definitely appreciate them. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> listen to subliminal beats while meditating. See, uh, Asha Marcy, do you listen to uh, subliminal? Yeah. Uh, what's what's that called? Uh, by by. Yes, I do. So, so if I'm meditating, I will listen to the listen to. Uh, is it bilingual? Man, now, now I forget the name of it. But, uh, but there's a name for it: binaural, binaural beats. So, yes, I will listen to binaural beats a lot of times when I'm meditating. So, so I like to do that. Okay, Destiny Zachary's priming the pump gave four ninety nine. Thank you, Destiny. I definitely appreciate that. Let's see, what are your thoughts of? how the book of revelations and how it's connected to comedic teachings and the current state of the world right now. Uh, I, I haven't, so destiny, I haven't looked at the, the book of revelations in that way. Uh, I don't, that book is so, uh, it's so much symbolism in it that how we've been taught about it, that it's the end of the world and all that stuff. There is so much esoteric symbolism the way we've been taught of it to fear it is not what it is. Okay. 
So even the idea, you can find that uh, the idea that Jesus was actually crucified in Egypt in the book of Revelations. Why is that? How, I, Jesus was crucified in Egypt? Okay. Well, that's because Egypt has an esoteric meaning. Jesus has an esoteric meaning. So there's a lot more to it than, than what we saw. So you can't look at that Bible through the, es, the exoteric eyes that we've been taught and understand it. You just can't. Okay. Uh, let's see. Isaac asks, are you Esau? See, Robert Johnson says, I am and receive the promise. There you go, Robert. Hey, check that out. Check check that story out. <clears throat> and like I said, check out that check out that uh, video. Um, dang it, now I forgot the name of the video. Uh, oh, if I don't pray to Jesus, who do I pray to? Guys, if you don't, do, I'm giving you some universal law knowledge that will change your life if you practice it. I promise you. And 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 this is stuff that I've lived by, and I know it, it's I'm not giving you theories. I, I practice it and I know it works. I've had to overcome a lot of crap. And I've used this knowledge to overcome that stuff. Now I'm not saying my life is perfect, that I do everything perfect. No, that, that's not what I mean. But I do my best to practice everything that I can. Sometimes when I'm in the fray, in the fight, I forget and I just start punching. I, I'm punching like this, you know, instead of the. <laughs> so, you know, so I forget when I'm in the fight. I'm like, whoa, whoa, you know, but then at some point I come back to center and then I'll get back in my stance, you know, and I'm, I'm going to punch, you know, just do my thing. But yes. Uh, check out this. Check out that video. I'm telling you, man. It's it's. I'm giving you some nuggets in that one. Let's see. Let's see. Great days. Thank you. Says good teaching. I'm loving it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <clears throat> yeah, Revelations is not literal. So definitely not. You you cannot look at Revelations literal. If you do, it's it's some scary shit. Uh, let's see. Is it well? Uh, yeah, Seven Son talks about our Jordan Maxwell. Yeah, guys, Jordan Maxwell talks about some good stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, fabulous Madison, thank you for that twenty four ninety nine gift. And Cheryl Rogers, thank you. Says you are amazing. I really appreciate that, Cheryl. And uh, Martha is still up there. That hundred dollars is still up there, Martha. Woohoo, man! Thank you, thank you. So, absolutely. <clears throat> But yeah, so a lot of this, again, a lot of this Bible knowledge, guys, is, is really, there's, there's information that the Bible was not written like we have books today. Like we read like a story today in, a, a, say, a fiction book. And the story is kind of straightforward, you know? The Bible was written in a way that the knowledge was never supposed to be in a book. So the ancient African teachings were passed along, a lot of it was passed along orally. And it was never supposed to be written down. 
So when the Greeks actually put that knowledge in the Bible, they wrote it down, but they put it in coded language. So they broke that law, broke that rule that it was not supposed to be written down, but they still hid it from it, hid it in a way. And the people, the initiates that were un, that were supposed to get it and understand it, if they understood the secret language, the esoteric language, they could they could understand the ideas that were being put forth. <clears throat> but if you didn't know that, and a lot of the Christians, the Christian fathers, they didn't know. They they basically, by the time Christianity came around in the uh, in the fourth century CE, a lot of the esoteric schools had been disbanded. You know, the Roman Empire shut them down. People that could read the Medunetor or the hieroglyphics, they were gone. So Christianity could not be fact-checked, okay? And they just didn't know. They were ignorant of, of a lot of the teachings. Let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. People teaching a little Let's see. Courtney Brooks says, why do you think there was a disconnect that happened between original spiritual teachings and what we have today? Uh, Courtney, just part of it is ignorance, but part of it is that people were using this knowledge to control others. Plain and simple. So a lot of people think that Christianity just came out of the box like it was. You know, just the way we have Christianity today, we had in ancient times. But in reality, Christianity developed and it developed for a reason. They were there were there was a political fights about the different doctrines that we accept today, because Jesus, as a God man, that wasn't decided until 324 years after the supposed birth of Jesus. So that was 300 years later that they said, okay, guys, we're all going to agree that Jesus was God and man. Okay? That was a development. It didn't just come out the box like that. Okay? And there was the Bible that we know today. It was not put together. Those books that we that we know, and then they've even taken some out. But in, in I think it was three 340-something CE, that this one particular pope circulated these books or that, that was supposed to be part of the Bible, okay? These were agreed upon later, but there was many other books that were written in scrolls or whatever you want to call them at that time that were excluded. Why were those books excluded? Because they didn't go along with the, the way the Catholic Church taught it. Okay, they didn't go along with the with what the Catholic Church wanted. Those books were called heretical, and all heretical meant was that they didn't agree with the way that those that those teachings were. So anything that was heretical was left out. The Gospel of Thomas was one of those books that was left out. That really gives you a truer understanding of the ancient teachings of Christ. So when you're reading that book. Replace the name Jesus with Christ. And this is another thing you got to understand. Jesus and Christ, Christ is not a surname. It's not a last name. It's a title. It should be Jesus the Christ. 
It can be uh, Julie, the Christ. It can be Sun King, the Christ. Because it's a title. It's a, it's an, uh, a level of attainment that you have reached. That's what the Christ is about. Now, there's many layers to, this, to that name and to the meaning. So don't just take one definition of it and then that's it. Because I hear people say Christ consciousness. Okay. You can look at it that way, but, but there's a particular function that being a Christ means. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. So there's, there's a lot of different, different ways there. So uh, music inspiration gave, uh, I believe that's five pounds. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Let's see. I'm um, going back down. Let's see. The state of LA. Uh, let's see. Where is that face value? Anthology in the deepest pyramid schools that were created by Pythagoras. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> yep. Yep. That's a good analogy, Eugene Dorsey said. The Greeks were what Elvis Presley would, would be the music, presumably. Taking what someone else did and made it their own. So yeah, and and not from not even understanding it all. So absolutely, that's that's a good analogy. Uh, let's see here. Okay, uh, guys, I'm gonna hang on to the top of the hour. So uh, then we'll uh, then we'll we'll uh, bounce out. But uh, but man, it's already been over an hour and a half. I didn't even realize it. So it's fun. See, our will, 1144, thank you. Thank you for that gift. Says, my best ever spiritual downloads are while I'm in the middle of a 36-hour day fast, a dry fast, while sun gazing, barefooted, grounding, elevated on marijuana. I heard that. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. So, yeah, as long as you put yourself in a state of joy, that's what you want to do. You know, that's you. You, there are just, again, levels of knowledge that you cannot reach until you are in an elevated state of joy. You know, that's why hanging on to the negativity and, and the negativity of the day, it keeps you in a low vibrational state. You, you want to be in a state of joy, you know, bottom, bottom line. Let's see. See, where can the book of Thomas be found? Uh, let's see, Margot O says, where can the book of Thomas be found? You, you can find it in uh, Amazon. Uh, you can find it even on audiobook now, so an audible. So, uh, but uh, again, I think a, a, a good book to read uh, on that, um, about the gospel of Thomas, uh, Marge is, uh, it's called Beyond Belief. And it's by Elaine Pagels. And they actually compare the biblical book of John and the, and the gospel of Thomas. That is an excellent way to look at how the different teachings were uh, done and what Christianity thought of. Okay, so the gospel of Thomas was considered heretical. But the gospel of Thomas is closer to the ancient Egyptian teachings. Okay, so what, what they spoke of in that. Is, is closer to the ancient Egyptian teaches, teachings. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, and uh, Julie says it's on Amazon. So, yeah, you can definitely find that. But uh, Beyond Belief by Elaine Pagel. So that, that's a good good book. Uh, another good one of hers is, um, 
uh, I don't think it's the Gnostic Gospels. God, I'm drawing a blank right now. I know I I use some of them. Uh, I quote some of them in my in my videos. But uh, but Elaine Pagels, look up some of her stuff, and she's got stuff about the Gnostics that uh, she does a really good job of breaking it down. Now understand, she's a Christian, but she's looking at Christianity through the eyes of the Gnostics and saying, you know, wait a minute, guys, there's something that we might have missed here, you know. So, uh, but she does she does a really good job of breaking those down. So uh, so Elaine Pagels. Uh, and the Gnostic Gospels, uh, I think that's that's the name of the Gnostic Gospels, and uh, Beyond Belief. That's just two of them. She she really, she was a scholar that wrote a lot of stuff, but she she a lot of good stuff. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> and, uh, Jeff Hall says, "Thank you for the clarity on this wisdom. Learn from the experience and live life, live a full life." Absolutely, Jeff. That's what it's about, brother. I mean, living living life to the fullest. If you fuck up, just learn. OK, and and I cuss, guys. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, that's just my thing. Sometimes a good cuss word can really make an expression a lot better than me. So Elaine Pagels. Yes, uh, March. So Elaine Pagels. I think it's with an S. It might be Elaine Pagels, I believe. So at least I thought it, I thought it was with an S, but it might not be. Uh, let's see. Remember, let's see. Uh, on Aja, on some level, Gnosticism has a <clears throat> a more ancient view of Christ, but even Gnosticism changed a lot of the ideas because it, it's really what we get the ideas of uh, Adam and Eve and the fall of man came through Gnosticism. It was really misinterpretation of the Christian fathers and and a lot of this knowledge, but uh, but basically taught that there were two different creators in a sense. So there was a creator that created the universe and then lesser aeons or lesser gods created uh, the earth. And so they they took off and went a whole nother different direction. So Deborah Rose says, is a new moon on Monday? All right, new moon. We talked about that last week on uh, basically, uh, uh, what do you call it? Manifesting, using the new moon. <clears throat> it's not Jewish. He was in essence specifically. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, yeah, is not Jewish. Let's see. Welcome to the true Sabbath. <laughs> Let's see. What is this? Yeah, that's a Aja. Yeah, that's uh I've read that too. That the Nazareth did not exist when Jesus supposedly was around. It wasn't even a town. So yeah, so a lot of stuff again. It's like they backdated a whole lot of stuff. So, but again, I don't, I don't even like to get into argument about that. It's just we there is a higher level that we can reach, guys, and we can we can get there uh, without having to argue and fight with it, whether or not Jesus is real and all that stuff. So it just that argument gets old, and again, it keeps you in low vibrational, trapped in a low vibrational state. Uh, let's see. Uh, Oh, uh, Da Vinci Beats. Uh, no, I actually I have not read The Law of One. So I've heard of it. I actually have it on a, what do you call it, a, in, in PDF form. But I, I've just I've never read it. So but uh, but I, I have heard what you said, too, that it tracks along a lot with the comedic teachings. So any of the thing that is Greek and hermetic too, 
all of that is comedic teachings that they just just pass through the Greeks. So all of that is. Sundown Townsend, what's up? What's up? Grand Rising. And let's see. Well, there's no J's in the Hebrew alphabet. No, uh, Reggie Thomas, there's no J's in the Hebrew alphabet. J did not even exist until the 1600s or 1500s. And I talk about that, uh, actually, where that came from and how that came about uh, in my video, uh, Will There Be a Rapture? So I talk about the J and, and how the letters even came about. So I, I break that down in that in that video. So there won't be a rapture, by the way. Uh, let's see. Let's go. The Egyptians were the Bantu people. Is that true? The Egyptians were the Bantu people. Bantu people. No, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, United Bantu kingdoms. I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. So, uh, from my understanding, there was a lot of different cultures that made up Egypt. Uh, African cultures. So, uh, so I, I'm not sure. Okay, I'm just looking, looking, looking. Okay, I'm going back up. I'm going to see if I see any other uh, questions. Let's see. Uh, yeah, just going back up, going back up. I'm looking, 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 looking. Okay, I don't see anything up there. Uh, let's see, what are some ways? Okay, uh, James Paris Smith says, what are some ways to your vibration? And James, that's really a simple thing. Okay, it's a good question, but it's really simple. Do something that makes you feel good. So when you feel good, your vibration is high. When you feel bad, your vibration is low. It is that simple. You don't have to use anything else to cloud it with. Okay? So if that means Julie likes to listen to music, that's one of the ways she raises her vibration. So she's always posting something in the forum, uh, some music. So she uses music to raise her vibration. Uh, for me, unfortunately, it's eating chocolate. <laughs> and too much of it. No, I'm, 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 I'm being... Uh, but yeah, but I, for me, it's, it's, um, it might be uh, reading a book, uh, reading a good book. That's my vibration. Uh, listening to some good music, uh, watching a funny TV show that makes you laugh. Uh, Petting your dog or your cat, okay, uh, might lift your vibration. So those are the daily things that you can do. And, and your, understand your vibration is not static. It doesn't stay like this all day, every day, all week, okay? It goes up and down. But you have control of that. That's what you have to understand, okay? You have control of it. And you can do different things to raise your vibration. So... In other words, the simple idea is do something that makes you feel good. That's when you're raising your when you're raising your vibration. And it's that simple. OK. And, and you don't don't have to cloud it. You don't have to make add anything onto it. Just do something that makes you feel good and your vibration goes up. OK. Uh, uh, yes, going for a walk. That's that's my favorite thing, Julie. I love going for a long walk. Sometimes I listen to an audio book while I'm walking. Sometimes I listen to music. Usually it's an audio book. I just when I'm walking, I, I use that as a time to learn. And it's also it's it's a meditation for me because 
Uh, meditation, the walking allows me to do something and I don't have to think about walking. I can think, I can put my mind on other stuff. Okay. And a lot of times it's an audio book. You know, I'll I listen to an audio book or I just listen to some music. Lately, I've been listening to Earth, Wind and Fire. I love her. It's my favorite group in the world. So I, I love listening to their music. So I went walking. I did it on a treadmill today, but I went walking this morning. Earth, Wind and Fire was walking with me. Keep your head to the sky. Okay, I'm off beat, but anyway. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's uh, Earth, Wind and Fire is my group. Uh, let's see. See, Yes, I agree, Julie. So even these vibrations, when when we're here in this in this uh, chat all together, guys, we're literally creating a vibration for that we're collectively creating. You don't have to be next to someone in order to share that vibration. When you're talking about energy, you're literally creating uh, the energy gifts can be from anywhere in the world that you are. So where you are right now and where we are in this, in this chat, everybody here is creating a positive vibration. It just feels good to be here. And when you're just feeling good to be here, your vibration is high, okay? So absolutely, positively, I agree with that, Julie, definitely. So James just gave $50. Thank you so much, James. Definitely appreciate that. Man, y'all giving some gifts today. Woo-wee. Man, priming that pump. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, this. Latrice says, yes, it does feel nice. It, it does. I mean, we're just, just having fun, just being here, just being together. It, it's fun. Let's see. Uh, Black Asian says, "Is it have anybody used Grabovoy codes? I've never heard of that. Never heard of that. So I I can say no. Let's see. Response Brewer says, I love Earth, Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah, that's the group right there. And that that music, it, it's listening to it now with with the with my esoteric eyes or my esoteric ears. Those guys were on a whole nother level. I knew when I, li I liked it when I was younger. I didn't know why. Now I know why, because it, it connects me to something. So it, it's, it's amazing. Let's see. Time, but still. Let's see. Adisha says, I love her when the fire they were before my time, but I still love them. Yeah. So she she's an 80s baby. Yeah. That, hey, that music there was that was some good stuff. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, sure. Roz, they were, they were on point big time, big time. Oh, no woman, no cry. And almost killed the stray cats in my neighborhood. <laughs> Julie says the first song I taught myself on guitar is Bob Marley's no woman, no cry. And almost killed all the stray cats in my neighborhood. <laughs> I heard that. I ain't mad at you. Uh, let's see. And, uh, <clears throat> folks who wish they remain. Yeah, I know. Uh, Eden Russell says, can't have uh, a rhyming. Says, can't have many folks, a conversation with many folks that want to stay in the matrix. 
Let's see, Guru, the greatest, uh, greatest overall. Do you believe we are the Indians of the Americas? I believe that there, there, there are definitely some links because I think Africans uh, sailed to the Americas long before Columbus did. So yeah, I think that there are there is some possibilities, but I don't think every because there are just different tribes. But there are definitely there were definitely dark skinned Indians, so or Native Americans, as as we should say. And that's why Columbus thought he was in India, because he saw the dark skinned Native Americans. And he thought he had made the whole circumference of the globe and landed in India because he knew there were Indians that were dark skinned. So that's why he called Indians Indians, which were Native Americans. Little known fact. Somebody's talking about some rockabilly. Says it's gypsy plus hillbilly rhythm. And see, that's why I'm, I like music, man. I'm, I'm, I just, good music is good music. I don't care where it comes from. I listen to country. I listen any anything. If it's good music, it, it, it's good to me. So, uh, so you know any good ancient African songs? I have no idea. No. So, sure don't. Let's see. You know, quantum fields. I remember it. From Infinite Waters. Let's see, are you familiar with Ralph Smart from Infinite Waters and our Foster eBay on YouTube? No, don't know any either one of those. Uh, I don't listen to, I don't watch a whole lot of YouTube stuff. I, I, I just don't. Uh, so, how do you Who comes to stop the foot in America? Uh, Columbus never stepped foot in the Americas. No, actually, he made it to one of the islands somewhere. So, no, he actually didn't. See, what point did you do? We arrived or were created. Uh, yeah, Guru, I don't know the answer to. So, I don't know. And we get caught up in this race stuff, man. And it's like, it, it's. We're, we're souls and races are just a different expression of souls. That's, that's all it is. So we, we get too caught up in the, the melanated and all of this is just, just different expressions of soul. Uh, let's see, let's see. Mina says, how are you about young Pharaoh? Uh, he does what he does. So, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I try not to judge other people because they, approach life from a different perspective than mine. So uh, I don't see the world as he does. So he he might see it from a different, because of his experience, he sees the world from a different perspective and, and he interprets it from a different perspective. And because I don't have that perspective doesn't mean that my perspective is is uh, better than his. Okay, I'll put it that way. So every every perspective is valid. See, are you afraid of the boogeyman? Not anymore. <laughs> oh man, let's see. See, Jonas says he's a blues musician, and blues has always seemed to be more transformative and redemptive than gospel. See, and, and I like a little bit of both, but I, but Jane, uh, Jonas, this is what the blues 
it kind of like you're singing about depressing stuff, you know, because it's the blues, you know. So and I understand how it came about, but I'm like, you know, man, she left me and now I'm drinking and swinging and, you know, <laughs> so it's the blues, man. So I don't necessarily I don't want the blues, <laughs> but I get it. It is some good blues music. So I, I get it. though. I get it. Uh, let's see. Let's see what is that? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. See, James Paris says, I'm a musician as well. I play the pipe organ. It literally vibrates the air in the room and creates a healing atmosphere. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that, James. Definitely. Definitely. She versus teachers. You want did you watch the verses? I'm not familiar with that. Uh, let's see. We're on a journey. Uh, see, some will get there sooner. Than, yeah, I agree with that. Pearl Henry says, uh, yeah, she was talking to uh, Davink, I guess, uh, that we're all on a journey. We all get there. So <clears throat> definitely. Uh, Valerie Kelly says, you read The Alchemist, and what do you think about it? Uh, Valerie, I have tried to read The Alchemist like a couple of times, but somehow my brain just will not wrap itself around fiction. I cannot read fiction books. And it's just a mentality, and, and I know it is. But people swear by it. I, I get about halfway through and I can't pick it up again. And this is probably another three or four years before I try to pick it up again. So uh, I've tried it. Like a couple of times, I, I guess I've just kind of given up on it now. But people say it's really good for if you're a fiction reader and, and enjoy that type of stuff, then I, I understand that The Alchemist is a very, very good book. I just can't read it. So, uh, so somebody's talking about Soul, the Disney movie. Good movie. Good movie. Souls that are stuck on earth. So, do you believe that there are souls that are stuck on earth? No. So, uh, uh, well, I put it like this: there, you can be there. Can there can be some? Well, I guess it's, it's possible. It's possible. It, there are souls that are stuck on earth that before they can transition on, then yeah, and that that's where a lot of people say ghosts and stuff like that are from. So, I, I guess it's possible. Uh, uh, yeah. I was listening to some uh most some most deaf uh just this uh we went down to uh, Enchanted Rock again this weekend and I was driving back and I was listening to uh the soundtrack from uh the photograph, the movie The Photograph. It's a good movie. And uh, there was some most death was on that. So it was good. Uh, all right. Oh, guys, it's at the top of the hour. It's already past the top of the hour. So I guess uh, we're going to shut it down because it's already been two hours. So uh, hey, hey, hey. But guys, this has like been enjoyable to the max again, as always. Thank you guys very much. Julie and uh, let's see, Julie and, and my, my moderators, thank you very much. 
I definitely appreciate you. Guys, all the gifts that you gave, thank you very much. I definitely appreciate it. Enjoyed it. So we'll do it again. Uh, now, next week is my class. So uh, the class has me on, on at this time next week. So there will not be a live next week. I'm just I'm kind of debating on whether or not to do the Wednesday night live. So uh, so we might. Uh, we Yeah, we'll do the Wednesday night live. So uh, so I'll do do one Wednesday night. But next Saturday, there won't be a live. But we'll but in my if you're in my class, we'll have the Zoom class. OK, uh, make sure you guys that are in the class, make sure you are subscribed to the emails so you can make sure that you get the announcements. If you're not subscribed to the emails, I cannot communicate with you. OK, so make sure you subscribe to the emails. If you don't know how to do that, go to the welcome section and I do a video in the welcome section that tells you how to operate on the site. OK, and uh, how to subscribe to the emails. So again, everybody, thank you, thank you. And uh, we're going to sign off. So you guys have a great rest of your day, all right? So definitely enjoy it.